Okay, so the 19th of Tammuz in the Chabad history. So, first off, there's a couple of things. First off, it's the day that Reb Schneir Zaman Aaron, that was his name, Schneir Zaman Aaron, we'll see soon he got the name. He is known as the Razor. He was the older son of the Rebbe Maharash, the Rebbe Reb Shmuel over here, right? He was the fourth Rebbe, Reb Shmuel. Reb Shmuel had two sons. One who became the Rebbe, which is Shalom Dovber, the Rebbe Rashab. But the Rebbe Rashab had an older brother whose name was Shneir Zaman Aaron, Reb Shneir Zaman Aaron. He was born on the 19th of Tammuz in the year Tafrej Yudches. Uh, Tafrej Yudches puts him, if today is uh, like 150, about 150 years ago, okay? Because today is uh, Tafshinayin Gimel. If it would be uh, um, uh, Nun, if it would be uh, Samaches, it would have been, okay. It's, uh, it's, 1850s. Yeah, so approximately then, uh, f- uh, f- 58. I think it would be exact, it would be 1858. In 1858, okay. So, he was born, it was on a Thursday. They were reading at that time the section of Matos in the Torah. And it was the 19th day of Tammuz in the year Tafresh Yudches. Other places they say he was born in the year Tafresh Yudches one day later, he says. But that's just some historical. And the reason he got the name of Schneer Zalman was because of his grandfather. Right. Okay, that was his great grandfather. Okay, because he was uh, Reb Shmuel's son, and that goes back to great grandfather. And he was also, in addition to his grandfather, he was also named Aaron Schneir Zaman Aaron, because that was his mother's father. Uh, the, his mother's father, which means Rebbe's and Rivka Shmuel's wife's father. His name was Rebbe El Adrin Alexandro from the city of Shklov. So he had the name of both Schneer Zalman and Aaron. That's what he did. So he brings down over here that the Tzemach Tzedek, that was his grandfather, he would have the tradition that at the time that they made the circumcision, the bris of his sons and his grandchildren, that he would also give them the name by their abbreviation. So in this case, his name was Schneer, his name was Zalman Aaron, right? Or Schneer Zalman Aaron. But he made the abbreviation, he called him Ra Zo. Reish Zion Aleph. Zion stands for Zalman, and Aleph for Aaron, and Reb Zalman Aaron. So he just named him, the grandfather that Samach said, they called him the Razo. The word Razo in Aramaic and the Zohar. It means a secret, you know, when something which is a hidden, something beyond the capacity of being able to understand is called a secret. As he said, the language of the Zohar, that here there is like this hidden secret that is hidden in this child, meaning to say that he'll be a great, a great scholar, a great, great tzaddik, a great person, be a lot hidden in this, in this person. Um, this mother... The Razo's mother, the wife of Reb Shmuel, which was the Rebbe's in Rivka, uh, she related while she was pregnant with him. So her father-in-law, which was Rebbe Nachman Mendel the Tzemach Tzedek, told her that she is 
carrying a very elevated young man, a, very a, special, a child. special, special child. That she, that she told him. When he was merely three years old, the tradition in those days is that people would make a match for their children. Uh, they would come to some agreement, even though they were very, very little. So the Tzemach Tzedek, his grandfather, wanted to make a shidduch with his other granddaughter. That was the daughter of the Admur Maharin, Yisrael Noyach. He was a Rebbe, one of his sons. He was in another group, but he became a Rebbe too. He wasn't the Rebbe of, of Chabad, so he had a daughter. So the Tzemach Tzedek wanted to make a match between his two grandchildren, between the Maharash's son, the older one, the Razor, right. and his son Maharin, uh, <coughs> his daughter. But the Maharin is known, that was his son. So he was sort of worried, and he said to his, to his um, father, maybe this young man... He's not going to be a learned, you know, maybe he's not going to know how to study. He was uh, concerned to make a shidduch, you know, he's going to make a match over here with a young May man. May not meet his standards. May not meet his standards. Right. So his father, the Tzemach Tzedek, told him, are you, what are you kidding? He's not going to know how to learn, he says. He'll know at least as much as you do. He maybe even know oh, more, more. more than you. And it's a very known fact that the Maharin, that the, 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 he was a great genius in both in the revealed and the, and the Hasidic sections of the Torah. He told me he's going to be at least like you, if not better. and not, not better. And so that's... Uh, that's um, so did the match take place? Uh, it, doesn't, it sounds as that it did not take place, okay. because it just says here that he wanted to, uh, but it doesn't say. So it does. It seems like <laughs> that it did not take. That it did not. No, we know it didn't take place. Actually, okay. we know that. Uh, no, very, I'm not sure. This is a very a practice that was very bad common. It was very bad practice of marrying within the bloodline. Oh yeah, but at least to go at least to a third cousin. Yeah, but and the it's thing still practiced today among some groups marrying. But I, I think it had both. It had both results. You know, sometimes the genes actually today, as we know medically, I think, is it's not healthy to keep. You have to keep diluting it amongst further away because if you have a bad gene and then it meets up with another bad gene from the same family, that can really be a cause for disaster from there. But on the other hand, it's sometimes those genes are so powerful that they create, create genius. Create geniuses. See, my experience, we had in the family two first cousins married. Hmm? Okay. Um, when they come from, well, the cousin came from Europe, and she was the cousin. Uh -huh. Well, she wasn't the cousin. He was the cousin. He was born here, and they came to America, and they fell in love with each other, and they got married. Uh -huh. And in those days, you couldn't get married in Massachusetts. It was, I don't, even to this day, it's not allowed. They had to go to New Hampshire. Really? They eloped. Uh -huh. And what happened was they wound up with a son that died of cancer, brain cancer. Uh -huh. The other daughter went a little crazy. And the other one became extremely, like you said, almost like a genius. Uh -huh. So you can know, go either direction. Yeah, but that was, but that was at least that was certainly the practice in the olden days. No, I know that. Okay. Know now that. we have then we have the other thing that took place on the nineteenth day of Tammuz, uh, and that was that took place in the year Tafrej Mem, uh, as we know already that the previous Rebbe was born on Yud Beis Tammuz in Tafrej Mem, 
So that would be, uh, you have to just deduct uh, uh, 60, you know, to get the English date. So that would be 18, uh, 18, uh, ni- uh, 1890, that would be. Uh, <coughs> let's see. Um, Yosef Yitzchak, right? That's Yosef Yitzchak, yes. So he was born around no, no, 1880. 1880. Let's just see. 1880 would be what? Uh, 80. Yeah. 20 and 40 years. So it would be 1880. So 19th of Tammuz in 1880. But anyways, let's use the Hebrew date over here. So it was Tov Mem. So he says like this. In that year, uh, the Rebbe Maharash, that was his father. Right. Okay. Well, no. His father would have been Shalom Bea, right? We no, about no. 1880 was this, was this one? Uh, we're talking about, yeah, his son. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's his son, Yosef right. Yitzchak. Okay. So that was the Rebbe Rashab's son. Okay. Sholem Dovber's yeah, son. Right, right. So um, that is when his, in the year Tofresh Mem, that is when actually his bris took place. Because he was born on the 12th of Tammuz. And his bris took place eight days later, which was the 19th day of Tammuz. <coughs> so he says during that year, in the year of Tafrij Mem, the Rebbe Maharash, that would be his grandfather, right. he spent a lot of times in the city of Petersburg. And the reason is because there were a lot of pogroms going on at the time against the Jewish people in the Jewish settlements. And he was putting in efforts... Uh, by the government people to try to stop them from uh, the preventing these programs against the Jews. When he came back from Petersburg, then he, uh, he, he had the new grandson, the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe Rayatz, he was born on the 12th day of Tammuz, as we already discussed. So the bris was on the 19th of Tammuz, and during the meal of the bris, the Rebbe Marash, his grandfather, uh, was very elated. And he, was very, uh, he, he gave some Hasidic discourses, and he related many different stories, and he gave many songs. <coughs> At the end of the meal, the Rebbe Maharash, that's the uh, grandfather of the Rebbe, of the baby, he was sitting very deeply in his thoughts. And they sang the special song of the Alter Rebbe, known of the four, the four sections, the Dalet Babas. There is this very special song that you sing at special times. It's a very moving and it's a very spiritual, uh, elevating song that is sung on special times. So he sang that particular <laughs> song. But all the people that were there were just very trembling from the great you know, deep uh, with, 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 with bitterness, with feeling emotional, uh, feeling that the Rebbe sang that song. And when he finished singing, he remained very deeply in thought and very, very serious. His face was very serious. <laughs> and then he said the following. He said that the Jewish people in our country are currently facing a lot of troubles and we re- need mercy from Hashem, you know, we need God's help to have mercy on us, to help us. So he says, with God's help, I've done whatever is possible to do for the benefit of the community 
I have plowed the ground, I've sown, in other words, through his efforts in Petersburg. Uh, now, he says, we need the blessing. Now we need Hashem Yisbarach uh, to go ahead, who makes, uh, grows salvation. So to say that, you know, man can only do that much, make the vehicle. You know, it's like when you uh, sow the ground and you, you plow the ground, you work very hard, but you still need the rain to come down yeah, from above right. to, to, so that all your work to make <laughs> things grow. So this was sort of a metaphor saying that he did the physical things necessary by imploring and appealing to the governments over right. there, doing what's necessary. So now we need Hashem who grows salvation, paraphrasing the verse. Right. But he says that actually the, his efforts and the activities of the Rebbe Maharash helped, were very beneficial. And the calm down, the, 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 the pogroms and the people calm down for a long time, it lasted, so those were the efforts that, right. well, that, did, that paid off. Right. Quite a while. And um, the Rebbe related one time at a, for bringing the very good affair at the beginning, when in the, uh, uh, shortly after the, his father-in-law passed away, and the Rebbe, at that time, this was, so, the Rebbe said that during the Bris Mila, when they did the circumcision, which was in the 19th of Tammuz, <laughs> <laughs> so the previous Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchok, he was crying a lot, as children do when you, know, yeah, you make the cut. So the grandfather, his Rebbe, the Rebbe Marash, said to the baby that was crying, why are you crying? When you will become older, you will be able to, you will relate. He says, when you build, you will become. He didn't say, say what, he didn't say the word Rebbe. And he says, you're going to say Hasidus with clarity, with a clear language, he said. That was his blessing. Uh, this is um, written by my father-in-law. He wrote it himself, but he didn't want to write out the words, you'll be a Rebbe, about himself. Left that, that empty space. After you will be, he didn't say. So the Hasidim, I heard the Rebbe saying, that what he told him is, you're going to be a Rebbe. <laughs> but the Rebbe didn't want to write this. He it in his ear, but wouldn't put uh, it yeah. in writing. Now he says, now I understand why there was an empty space, space. and uh, he didn't want to say it about himself. But uh, that was something of the blessing of the Rebbe. Now, again, I don't know where cannot interpret it, but the, when the Rebbe's crying a lot, we know that the Rebbe lived in a very, very difficult, the previous Rebbe, you know, there was a lot of crying at that time with all the well, actually, all the he, suffering from he lived the, uh, the same time that my grandfather lived in Russia. Yeah. So they experienced one around the same year. Yeah. So experienced the same. Uh, the same but yeah. being being of uh, religious nature. Oh, and, was he? Was he? Oh, yeah. Uh, but but some, I think depending upon how they were brought up, some of them were religious and some of them were totally non-religious. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, but time uh, but. Uh, but the point here is that uh, it was a hard heart for the Jewish people oh, at a whole, and there was a lot of crying, I guess, involved. But he says, you will say Hasidus with a very clear language. No, 